0: Hello, I am Will Schneider. And I'm Lindsay Smith. Welcome to American History Remix B-Sides. Lindsay, what is a B-Side?
1: A B-Side is a song from the bottom side of a single back when songs were released on records. It was a song that was released to the public but usually not included on the album.
0: That's right. We are here to talk about the material we cut from our podcast but was too important or just too fun to throw away. Today, we discuss season two, episode six, Westward Expansion, Slavery and Secession, our episode about the road to the Civil War. Lindsay, what did you think of this episode?
1: I thought it was bloody and very dramatic and very scary. And I'm glad I wasn't alive at the time. But this episode had a weird evolution.
0: Yeah, it really did. That's a great description, by the way. But yeah, this this is not the episode we thought we were going to write. Originally, we wanted to write an episode just about the Mexican-American War. We we pictured it as being similar to our episode on the Seven Years' War, where we covered the causes of that war, the war itself, and then the results of that war, and how it kind of set the stage for the American Revolution. It's a fun way to kind of cover history, is to look at the war right before the war that gets all the attention. So we wanted to do the same thing with the Mexican-American War and show how it set the stage for the Civil War. That was our plan. And in the first draft of our script, the Mexican-American War was like half the episode. But we realized that that didn't work.
1: I remember that draft.
0: Yes, so do I. In your initial edits, you tore the script apart. They were brutal. Mm -hmm. But you were right because it didn't work.
1: But why didn't it work?
0: Because there was no natural place to end the story. The war, the Mexican-American War, ended in 1848. So we knew we had to cover up till then. And then we would cover, you know, the Compromise of 1850. But we also wanted to cover the Kansas-Nebraska Act and the repeal of the Missouri Compromise. But if we cover the repeal of the Missouri Compromise, then we needed to cover Bleeding Kansas, the violence in the territory. And if we cover Bleeding Kansas, then we needed to talk about Charles Sumner, who gave a big speech in the Senate about the violence in the region, and then he was nearly murdered on the floor of the Senate. And if we talk about him, we also had to talk about John Brown, and then the Dred Scott decision, and then John Brown again, and then the election of Lincoln, and before we knew it, we reached the beginning of the Civil War.
1: This was a very dense episode.
0: No kidding. I'm a little worried that it was too dense of an episode, but I think that maybe gave our listeners a a sense of what it was like to actually live through these events. And I came away from writing this episode with a much greater understanding of the momentum of these events. And so what we had to do was go back and cut a whole bunch of material about the Mexican American War and refocus the episode on the events of the 1850s and the road to war.
1: Then what did we leave out?
0: So in our early attempts to kind of show the connection between these two wars, the Mexican-American War and the Civil War, we plan to show how several figures, important figures, kind of rose to prominence during the Mexican-American War. For example, Zachary Taylor was a general in the war, and he was one of the leaders in the invasion of Mexico. And the war made him kind of a national hero, and he went on to become president. Franklin Pierce also served in the war and also went on to become president. James Buchanan was the secretary of the state during the war under President Polk, and he, like the other two men, also became president. So, in fact, after President Polk, who started this war... Three of the next four presidents had all served in one way or another in the Mexican-American War, either actually seeing combat or leading the State Department during the war. And the issue of slavery and westward expansion troubled every one of these presidents, all of them through the 1850s. And all of these guys, in one way or another, tried to address or perhaps suppress the issue of slavery, and they all failed.
1: And that's why we decided to focus the episode on the relationship between westward expansion, slavery, and secession, instead of purely the Mexican-American War. So, you just told us about a number of future presidents that were involved, but were there other key figures that we know from the Civil War that were also involved in the Mexican-American War?
0: There sure were. Ulysses S. Grant, who became the commanding general of the Union Army, served in the Mexican-American War. It was actually where he uh, had his first experience in combat. Grant thought the Mexican-American War was unjust, and it was fought purely to expand American territory for the expansion of slavery, and he was right, but he also claimed that the war was where he learned how to fight and where he learned how to lead men. Robert E. Lee, the General-in-Chief of the Confederacy, also served during the war and distinguished himself during the invasion of Mexico. During the Civil War, Lee's right-hand man was Stonewall Jackson. He, too, gained military experience during the Mexican-American War.
1: And all of these connections would have been fun to cover, but we discovered that we wanted to focus on the aftermath of the Mexican-American War the political crises, and how the U.S. tore itself into two. If you liked what you heard today or any other day, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also follow us on our socials. We're on Instagram and Twitter, or reach out to us through our website, AmericanHistoryRemix.com. Thanks.